world has always dealt with political corruption and evil. Yet these days, it seems that American parents are having to raise their kids in a culture where the breakdown of the very foundations and fundamental principles of reality have been challenged and even redefined. This is a different kind of evil, one that logically culminates into chaos, which logically ends in conflict, destruction, and death. So the question is, could we be living in the last days? Well, today we're going to be talking with actress, producer, author, homeschool advocate, and super mom. Let's get the capes out for Sam Sorbo. We're going to talk to her about her family's new film, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. That's next on Licensed to Parents. Hi, I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host, Trace Embry, is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill, also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill, and I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal, Unlicensed to Parent, is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherd's Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. You know, I never could have imagined that in my lifetime, I would be watching the news and seeing things that appear to coincide with what I read in the book of Revelation. And Trace, I don't know how to describe it as anything but evil. What's Hmm. your take on it? Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm considerably older than you are, so I may have an even greater vantage point as to just how yeah. far our nation has fallen and, and how out of hand things have truly gotten. I'm actually working on a book for parents that will help them you know, put some of these pieces together. But as you alluded to in the opening, this is a new kind of evil. I mean, we're, we're living in an Orwellian-style dystopian society as we speak. Evil is now considered good by a growing number of Americans. Today, it seems uh, that you know, we've got this uh, give us Barabbas type spirit mm-hmm. about us. And it's, been, it's definitely a, a spiritual thing because this kind of evil at first, and on the surface anyway, actually looks and feels compassionate. It looks and feels loving, especially when you know, one of the many terms we've now allowed to be redefined is love. Uh, I'll be frank with you, Michelle, even before becoming a follower of Christ, I I used to hear Christians all the time talking about the Lord's coming back or could come back Mm -hmm. tonight. And you'd see this on billboards. Maybe you still Mm do. Uh, Granted, I grew up in the 60s and things were certainly, you know, going nuts back then. But you didn't need to be a Bible scholar in eschatology to know that uh, there were a lot of prophecies that still needed to be fulfilled uh, before Christ, according to Scripture anyway, could actually return. Today, however, other than rebuilding the temple— all the rest of these prophecies have been fulfilled uh, in my lifetime. And that's not me talking. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Bible scholars who've been on this program who told me that. So his return, Christ's return, really could be right around the corner. And, and by the way, uh, some people argue that because uh, you know we're the body of Christ that we are the temple. I mean, if that's true and the gospel has made it to the four corners of the earth, then maybe Jesus actually could come back tonight. I don't know. Uh, Revelation eschatology in general have, have always been you know, my Achilles heel. 
even as late as the turn of this century, I'd never been able to understand how every eye from you know all around the world could be able to see the Lord's return. Yet Revelation mm. says that it's going to happen. And then there's the two witnesses too. The Bible says the same thing about those two witnesses. Today, however, smartphones have have solved that mystery. Uh, even in the third world, where we're, we're, people don't have TVs, I've seen folks living in grass huts who do have smartphones. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. (laughs) Well, we could say you're crazy or we could say not. But I think our guest today is going to help us also think through what you've just described, Trace. And I want you to think of Sam Sorbo, our guest today, as your education freedom advocate. Sam studied biomedicine at Duke University, but went on to be a model traveling the world and becoming fluent in five different languages. Modeling then took her to Hollywood for acting, and acting in LA is where she met her husband, Kevin Sorbo. Today, Sam hosts the nationally syndicated Sam Sorbo show and speaks publicly around the nation. Well, Sam, welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to speak with you guys. Hey, can you fill us in on uh, the latest project your family's involved with? Sure. The Left Behind uh, Rise of the Antichrist movie. It's based on the book series that sold a gazillion copies. Um, it's, It's the sequel to the first Left Behind movie, um, there were two of those made. They were they were very popular. Uh, they made it, then they did a sequel to it, then they did a remake of it, and now they're doing a new sequel to the remake, which starred Nicolas Cage. And my husband stars in it, and he also directed it. And I just have a small part, um, but it was a lot of fun. And the thing that I love the most about it is, it, of course, it's talking about end times. It's talking about um, those who were left behind after the rapture. But... The, you know, if you're not a believer, it's just like some cool sci-fi. Um, all these people disappear and these other people are trying to figure out why. And the thing that I that I love the most about it is they wove in some of the recent events that have happened uh, from the pandemic. And so you really get this taste, this eerie feeling that, oh my gosh, this could be happening right now. My husband was actually on a live broadcast yesterday and he joked, he's like, I kind of think the rapture already happened and nobody made the cut. So uh, this, is, <laughs> this is where we are right now. <laughs> uh-huh. and I've had situations happen to me before. I, I walked in a room where everyone's supposed to be and no one's there. And I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, t- listen, I, I hate to admit this to you. I really hate to admit this to you. To my chagrin, I have not seen even one Left Behind movie. And that's really oh, sad. Well, the, because- that's actually part of the good news is you don't have to have seen any of the other movies or or have read the books really to just fall right into this movie. Well, that's, that's good. But see, we had a field staff here at Shepherd's Hill. Uh, I forgot how many years he actually worked here, but he claimed to be the nephew of Jerry Jenkins, who I think helped write the original left behind movie. And then also the cousin of Dallas Jenkins, the creator of the chosen TV series. And I didn't know until like a month before he, he left us to get married and he moved to Florida actually. Uh, that that he was related to those folks. But uh, I do know that there are a number of Left Behind movies out there. I didn't really know how many there were. Uh, so this one, you say, is is totally independent of those, or, or there is a connection somehow? Or uh, it's It stands on its own. Okay. It's related to the other ones because it's the same producers. Gotcha. Um, of course, this one's the best one, and it has nothing to do with the fact that my husband directed it and stars in it, and he's awesome. So, Sam, why do you say this is the best one? 
because my husband stars in it and directed <laughs> it. I get you. <laughs> um, I think it's the best one because it is so clearly tied to current events. They mm. did such a beautiful job. Even though they tied it to current events, they never actually name names or call things out by name or, or anything like that. Yeah. But they, they tie it very nicely to um, what's just been happening with the pandemic and everything. And, and it's, it's been an amazing thing. So, Sam, you, you had said that a non-Christian could watch this movie and just think of it as a sci-fi. If, what is a non-Christian going to walk away with? Are they going to walk away with a little bit more understanding of who God is? My hope would be that their eyes would be opened. Mm. That, that would be my hope. We're, we can, we right. can show people the truth. That doesn't mean that they're going to believe it. And what we see today more than, more than ever before are people who are actively choosing the lie. No, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Specifically choosing the lie because it's more comfortable and they don't want to have to deal with other, with, with, you know, facing uh, their, their previous mistakes or, or yeah. what, whatever their fears are. Well, we're a people have been groomed to, you know, value rights and privileges uh, before obligations and responsibilities. I, I regularly hear, uh, hear people say that uh, Americans aren't stupid. And I'm going to leave that alone only to say uh, then only a spiritual blinding, a love affair with sin or a complete lack of biblical knowledge can make half of our citizenry look as clueless as they appear. Now, I'm sorry, but do you think that that even today's garden variety Christians biblically informed enough to see the connections between what's happening in our world today and what you might portray in your movie and, and the possibility that Christ's return could happen at least in their lifetime? No, I think that's partly what the film tries to bring home to people is you, you don't understand. This is, this is current events. Yeah. This, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And the, the writer producer, as far as I know, um, his position is that we are living in end times mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun to look at eschatology and it certainly is interesting mm-hmm. and the world is the way the world is and our job is to seek truth and to spread the truth and so that's what we're trying to do so if the movie brings people to a point where they go huh i i never thought of it that way or i never looked at it in that manner or what have you to me that's a good thing yeah um, and, and frankly, I think the movie does a really good job of that. Our guest today, Unlicensed Apparent, is Sam Sorbo. And we're talking about the latest Left Behind movie. Trace Embry, Sam Sorbo, and I will be right back with more Licensed Apparent right after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. 
The five-year two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed apparent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherds Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. ShepherdsHillAcademy.org slash building together. That's ShepherdsHillAcademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago. Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to His word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Our host is Trace Embry. Trace is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a residential treatment center for troubled teens. Our guest today is Sam Sorbo, and we are talking about the latest Left Behind movie. And Sam, you were talking about some people who had already seen this movie. Can you explain what people are saying about it? We talked about several of the scenes, but one of the scenes that really uh, impressed one of the screeners was uh, the scene that I did with my husband, which I play a character that is representative of, I think, a lot of people in the United States today. Hmm. And that is somebody who believes and goes to church, but doesn't really buy in, Mm -hmm. just can't quite make that leap of faith uh, that she thinks is necessary in order to actually believe, invite God into her heart and wrap her arms around the whole thing. And so she's left behind. And now she's mm-hmm. left struggling with, I, th- I thought I believed, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. Clearly I didn't believe. So where does that leave me? And so I got to play that scene. Uh, it was very, very well written. And I guess the reason that we really talked about it is, you know, sometimes when you're acting, you read the scene and you're like, okay, I know, I know where that's going to go. I know what to do for that. But on the day when we shot the scene, it totally took me by surprise. Mm. Um, I, I was prepared. And then as we were doing the scene, it, the, the, the emotion just overwhelmed me, mm. which is always kind of fun when, when the scene itself just takes over and you're just the, the player, you know what I mean? Sure. So, oh yeah. Um, so, and, and it's a, it's a powerful scene and it was nice to hear that, um, re sort of iterated back to me by somebody who watched the movie. Cause I haven't been, you know, the movie opens January 26th. Uh, it runs for four days only. Oh, 
And so, you know, I've, I haven't been in a theater with people watching the movie yet. So I'm, I'm actually going, I've arranged uh, a screening. Well, I, so you go online, you go to um, leftbehindmovie.com and you can order tickets right off of that website. It's, they, it, it's so, they make it so easy now. It's this whole new paradigm for us, right? Mm-hmm. So you order tickets at the theater you can even pick your seats. Uh, I could anyway at, at the theater where I was. Uh, and then I took the link and I just texted it to all of my friends in L.A. And so we're going to have like a nice L.A. reunion at the theater oh, where I'm going to awesome. see all my friends and we'll go yeah. see the movie. Awesome. But I also did it here in West Palm Beach. So we sold out a theater <laughs> here in West Palm Beach. That's and they had to open another screen for us. Wow. <laughs> so, Sam, you were talking about the just the normal, what we want to think of as Christians here in the United States today, that there's a lot of them who just really don't have that solid faith in God. They think they do. They might go to church every Sunday or every other Sunday, and they think they have a solid faith. But what is it in our culture, in our society, that people really, truly are not following God? Well, we've been abused by our schools. No doubt. We've all been abused by the school system. And I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. And so I invite people to challenge me on that. You can go to samsorbo.com and email <laughs> me if you want. But I'm going to make the case to you, if you'll sit for a moment and listen, the school deprived you of your parents. Yeah. And it deprived your parents of you, although it made your parents also complicit in that theft. And so the school has basically stolen the family. Mm-hmm. from our culture, yeah. which means that our traditions are not passed down from parent to child. They're passed down from school to child. It's true. Well, what are the traditions of the school? Uh, atheism, uh, government in controlism, um, Marxism, because the schools are foundationally Marxist. Mm-hmm. They're socialist in nature. And so now we have a culture that's been unmoored from its traditions. And at the same time, for 12 years of school, and your school was the authority in the child's life because the parents said to the child, you better do what the school says because the school knows better than I do. Mm -hmm. The school, as the authority, said, pay no attention to spirituality. The Bible is a collection of fairy tales. There are lots of world religions. They're all equal. Pick whichever one you want. And so even Christians who go to church don't know the truth. There's no doubt about that. Because they've been conditioned for 12 years to doubt it. And the pastors went to school for 12 years, and many of them don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. So the school has decimated, I'll call it our Judeo-Christian culture. Yeah, and you haven't even touched on the uh, child abuse, the the sexual abuse that our kids have to endure watching drag shows and getting indoctrinated by their LGBTQ, XYZ, MOUSC teachers that are bragging about what they're doing with our kids on the libs of TikTok. Yeah. But I've seen the videos, and it is just, again, I, I keep using the word dystopian. We've turned evil into good and good into evil, and I'm evil for even bringing it up. I mean, this is madness, 
absolute <laughs> madness. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to parents right now uh, as far as how to navigate that, how to, to push back to the point? I think, I think we just cowardly. I, I, I think we're afraid to go to jail. We're afraid to be called names, losing our job. But is there... Are we coming to a time in America where we're just having to endure what Christians from other countries have had to endure for 2,000 years, or am I wrong? Oh, no, I think you're absolutely right. And I will say the reason that we are so cowardly is because we went to school for 12 years and we were taught to be cowards. Hmm. So go back to the 1950s and the video that was circulated through all the schools and it was codified into school practice duck and cover mm-hmm. and it tells the story of the turtle and he was afraid of something and so he clammed up in his shell and he stayed safe and it taught all of these boys and girls and and it even showed them on the video in the case of a nuclear attack hide under your desks why well, we're not gonna throw why rocks hide back under at your desk <laughs> you're not gonna be safe under your desk why Because that way, the children are trained to not stand for their convictions, to not fight, to not be strong and courageous. They're trained to be cowards. And that's why we have a culture of cowards. That's the only reason. And you and I both know that what they're doing to children in school today is child abuse. Absolutely. Frightful to me that I talk to parents who understand that that's child abuse and their excuse for sending their child to school is not in my school. And yet they know darn well it is in their school because it's in all the schools because it's in the textbooks. My point is that parents have been taught in school. We all have, but parents, right? Cause we're talking about the parents now. Mm-hmm. They've been taught to sit down, shut up and wait until the teacher calls on you. Yep. And nobody's calling on them. So they don't know what to do. They don't know how to behave when, when the, the teacher abuses their child, except to, you know, go to the school board and say, hey, stop abusing my child. But you know what? If a babysitter came to your house and slapped your child around, you wouldn't go to the babysitter's mommy and say, hey, your, your child slapped my kid around. Please teach them to not slap my kid around. But have them show up at my house at eight o'clock next Saturday. Mm-hmm. You would fire the babysitter and we ought to be firing yeah. our schools. Yeah. But it, the, my problem is parents are saying, but then what do I do about education? What are you doing about education? Your children are not being educated. That's right. The test scores are in, ladies and gentlemen. The schools are failing, abjectly failing at education. But you're still going to employ them for what? Socialization? Are you kidding me? No, it's crazy. And why do you think that children in school are socialized, quote unquote, by other children? You don't learn manners from other children. You don't learn how to be in life from other children. You learn from adults. This is why we have a largely infantilized population with children graduating from college, unable to hold a job, much less get a career. And you think somehow your child's going to be exempt because you're too afraid to even think about what it might mean to educate your own child. Because you've been taught that you have to turn your kids over to the school by the school. Well, and that's a 150-year-old problem. But the problem I have is that we're redefining so many terms 
in the public square. Um, you know, the term uh, abuse has been redefined. You know, grace has been redefined. Love has been redefined. Everything has been redefined. And we've. Yeah, there are we've, minor attracted persons now. They're yeah, just minor attracted persons. That's insane. They just like diddling little boys and little girls. Right. They're minor attracted persons. And we're supposed to simply accept that. And we are. We are accepting it. And, and going back to the film, uh, you know, this is part of the dystopian idea that re- the book of Revelation, you know, talks about, that we're going to be under a mass delusion. And I think, you know, you, you go back to what uh, George Bernard Shaw said. He said, uh, uh, beware of false knowledge. It's more dangerous than ignorance. Well, the abundance of knowledge through the Internet is going to produce some false knowledge, about 20%, I think, is, is the stat. Am I wrong in saying the book of Revelation refers to a vast increase in knowledge at the end times? Uh, does, does, does the movie go into that? In, it, it touches on many different things. It might touch on that specifically. I, I'm not, I can't okay. really say. And I know there's creative license and we can go into all that. But uh, on a whole, how biblically accurate would you say the film is? I think it's quite accurate. Okay. Uh, I don't think it strays from what the Bible says. At the same time, it's very current day. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're not going to see a lot of the imagery that you have in Revelation. To me, the book of Revelation has a lot of s- kind of sci-fi elements to it that if you, if you actually put them on film, you know, would require a lot of CGI. Well, it's all <laughs> so, emblematic. All those things are emblematic anyway. And, I, and so there's going to be, you know, uh, some, a lot of wiggle room actually for interpretation. And, and, and I think the book lays that out mm-hmm. at the very beginning, that these are signs, these are indicators, of, you know, we're, we're going to, there's imagery uh, that uh, maybe words can't explain, so they do it that way. So, listen, we're out of time, sister. I, I really do oh. appreciate uh, you being with <laughs> us. Well, it's lovely to talk to you guys, and I just want to encourage parents, if, if because I do talk to a lot of parents, and they are facing very difficult things. Oh, and so boy. I just want to encourage them to read their Bibles and understand that God put you in charge of the education of your children. He did not say, find your child a good teacher or find your child a good school. In fact, nowhere in the Bible does he say, get your kid into some school somewhere. Um, The education of the child is the indoctrination of the child. The child should learn your doctrine because if they don't learn your doctrine, they're going to learn someone else's. Yep. And so uh, that's what's happening in our schools today is that it's the, just simply the false doctrine. It's inevitable. It is not broken. It's actually doing what it is, was it designed to do. And it's using false doctrine to get there. And I don't think that if we insert mm-hmm. correct doctrine in our schools, we're actually going to get there because the correct doctrine is no school. <laughs> <laughs> if I read yeah. my Bible correctly, which yeah. I believe I do, the Bible never says school. So... <laughs> I think that's good enough doctrine for me and my kids. Um, so I want to encourage them. They can go to samsorbo.com for any information and, uh, and they can email me there too. Well, Sam, thank you so much for today. And thanks for standing for truth. Thank you guys. It's been a pleasure. Well, our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Sam Sorbo. You can connect with Sam at her website, samsorbo.com. And just a side note here, Sam endorses Trace Embry's book, The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill. And 
You need a dose of miracles in your life. I know that. So go to LicensedToParent.org. Well, I need a miracles too. Go to LicensedToParent.org and order your copy. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is an extension of Shepherds Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. If you need help with your troubled teens, well, we want to be here for you and your teen. You can learn more about Shepherds Hill when you visit licensedtoparent.org. You know, Licensed to Parent is a listener-supported ministry, and if you would like to be a part of what we do, would you please donate to the cause? We're in the process of expanding our campus so that we can accept new students. Would you help us with this effort? Any amount will help towards our goal. Go to LicensedToParent.org and click Donate. Thanks to our team for making today possible. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peets is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.